So in addition to the the Lamar contract drama, Cordell, lost in the midst of this is um, some situations regarding the Ravens and their roster. Um, First and foremost, Calais Campbell, a a fan favorite, I believe, of this organization and and the fan base. And I would have to assume a favorite amongst his teammates um, was released. And I believe it saved about seven million in cap money. And look, they say this that they can work on him. Uh, him coming back, but we'll see how this goes. Um, and then guard Ben Powers um, had an exit. He signed with the Denver Broncos. So while everyone is starting to add, we're seeing quarterbacks get moved around and we're seeing other players get moved around. Um, the Ravens lost a couple of players, um, one of their their leaders on defense and Calais, and then one, a guy that drastically improved last season uh, and Ben Powers. So, you know, I, I don't know how to feel about Calais coming back because it's, Calais wants a ring. I, I think that that's obvious. And I think that the situation in terms of the quarterback situation um, puts that in limbo for him. So I'm not 100% sure that he makes his way back. I thought that Ben Powers was a guy that, that was always going to be a guy they was going to just kind of let go into, you know, the market because they do have some depth there. But Calais feels like it's the biggest hit. And this is no disrespect to Powers because he had a phenomenal 2022. But, man, I mean, it was almost like he was playing for a contract maybe. Right. <laughs> Compared to how he played previous years. Um, so there are two hits that hurt, um, both on the, on the line, offense and defense. But I do think that there's a plan in place for, for Powers immediately. Um, when it comes to Calais, uh, who do you see potentially being the one that comes in if he does not return to the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect it to be – uh, for a lot of the heavy lifting to be done by guys already on his roster. You know, Justin Matabike, he's going into a pivotal year. He'll be up for a contract extension. So I think you'll get a motivated Justin Matabike this year. Um, you, you talk about guys like Broderick Washington, who I think had the biggest jump this past year in terms of development at the defensive tackle position. I'm, I'm really excited about Broderick Washington and what he's able to do. Um, and then Travis Jones, you know, he's a guy that – uh, I think people had a, probably a little too high of expectations for him in his rookie year. Uh, you know, at his his ceiling, at least in his rookie year, was to potentially be the third down pass rusher. But Calais Campbell was still really good as a pass rusher this past year. And Matabike did a pretty good job as well. So I think a lot of that will come from those three guys. We'll see what happens with guys like Michael Pierce. Um, what what happens with, if they, if they want to continue to keep him on the team? Because if they can find if if they do, and I think that they right now is is looking like they probably will. Um, he's a cheaper option than going out and getting another veteran out of free agency. Um, they also brought back Brent Urban as well. Yes. Um, so he's he's going to be a part of that mold. So. Uh, I, I think they'll be fine in terms of what they have. Not to say, make it, make no mistake about it. Calais Campbell not being there is a blow. It's, it's a, it's a big loss. Huge, uh, for sure. Um, you saw the impact of Calais Campbell not being on the field on the back end of the season in the Pittsburgh game and the Atlanta game. They couldn't stop the run. So yep. uh, it's definitely going to be a loss. And just a, as a that veteran guy in the locker room. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, the other day in terms of losing Chuck Clark 
and you know what he how he helps the media just as being a guy that you can kind of go up to and just talk to in the locker room Calais Campbell he's he's another one of those guys he yeah you know he's a guy that uh I think you look at it he's he he's a guy that they put up at the podium like Chuck Clark after some of those tough losses he's the guy that that'll talk to you uh usually when nobody else is ready to talk Calais will be the guy to talk and he will talk Oh, he uh, love it. One thing Calais going to do yeah. is he going to yeah. talk. He's going to talk. He's he's going to give you something. So uh, he'll be missed from from by the media and by the by the locker room. Uh, I know Eric DaCosta left the door open for Calais to return, but that text message that Josina Anderson tweeted out that she got from Calais it didn't sound uh, very great about his chances coming back to Baltimore. Well, do you I know remember a lot what of he us, said. If you can paraphrase it. Uh, I mean, it, it basically sounded like, you know, he had accepted the fact that he wasn't going to be uh, a Raven going forward. I, I think and I'm, I'm looking at I'm pulling the text up uh, her tweet up, I should say, right now. But it was uh, definitely more so pertaining to the fact of he's ready to help another. He's ready to help another team. This is what it says. I quote, I love Baltimore, but everything happens for a reason. I'm going to be ready to dominate for someone next season, some team is going to get a beast out there. Okay, so, yeah. It, it, Sounds yeah, like he I moves mean, it, on. Yeah, he doesn't really make it sound like he's entertaining the fact of coming to the Ravens. And and maybe that could be a combination of a lot of things because, make no mistake about it, Calais isn't coming back to go play for a, a rebuilding team. He's going to play for a contending team. How right. much of a contending team are the Ravens going to be? At least to, to in Calais' eyes right now, is it worth staying on the Ravens and having to play for less money than you feel like you would be able to get from another team out there? I, I, I ain't mad. Maybe not, you know. And you look at it, a team like Jacksonville, who's on the ups, yep. a, a place that Calais is very familiar with, yep. that may be a place that he could go back to and still be a part of a, a team that's working it now. I don't, I'm not ready to sit here and say that Jacksonville is going to contend to win the AFC next year. It's other teams he could go to that have better title hopes than Jacksonville. But, you know, you just think of some of the places out there. Like, I, I know I've said it before when, when we've talked about Marcus Peters. I think that there might be teams out there that's willing to pay Marcus Peters more than what the Ravens are. I feel the same way about Calais Campbell. Oh, absolutely. I think Calais Campbell is going to be a huge miss for this defense. And you talked about this already, but I've always felt like the impact was immediate when Calais was out, um, mm -hmm. you know, the injury. So th this is a big loss, um, not only on the field, but off the field as well. He's a great guy. He loves to tell a lot of stories. My favorite thing that um, – uh, one of the players said um, when Tyus uh, during Tyus Bowser's show that Glenn and I do, one of the players um, they we asked them, um, you know, what who's the guy that's gonna tell basically like tell a fib and you catch him in a lie, and so they said Calais <laughs> and they said, <laughs> they said Calais like he likes exaggerating stories yeah. and then when you say I don't remember it going like that he's like. Well, I mean, it could go that way. You know, but, I mean, that's just his personality. I mean, he's right. a great dude. Um, 
I, I, I really would love to see him back because I think he's still got a lot of gas in the mm -hmm. tank. But I also understand that he is at the later legs of his career and he wants to really try to find a way to, you know, get a, on a team that wins a championship. And you can do that knowing who your quarterback is. And as of right now, the Ravens have no idea who that is. So, hey, it's... And, and Rita, just like that, uh, Lamar, just how Lamar Jackson ends up in the conversation. I mean, he ends up in the conversation in some way, somehow. It's, yep. it's, it's inevitable. He's like Thanos. He is literally inevitable right now because <laughs> you can't you can't escape him. I mean, I, I think I don't think it's far fetched to say that what's going on with Lamar may have impacted Calais's uh, feeling on. Oh, I back absolutely to think it has something yeah. to do with it. Yeah, you know, be because the the Ravens are a contender, depending on what Lamar decides to do. If you know, if Lamar's not the quarterback, I don't look at the Ravens as a contender anymore. Me personally, so I, I would imagine it, it's probably a little bit of the same uh, with Calais. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's got a lot left in the tank. He's stuck on ninety nine sacks, so I'm not surprised oh, that yeah. he didn't retire. He, he definitely wants to eclipse that hundred. Um, but you know, I, like we, like we both said, this is definitely a blow to the Ravens big time. And, and although we'll miss Ben powers, I do believe that the Ravens mm -hmm. feel like that they have some guys that, um, can come in and, and replace him. Who do you think, um, will be the first one up to bat that they give a crack at, at the left guard position? Well, you look at Ben powers kind of rise to fame. He, he's a guy that, you know, coming into this year, we didn't expect this type of year from Ben Powers. There was a court, there was a left guard competition it sure in, was. In, in training camp. You yep. know, so uh, Ben Powers kind of shocked the world this year. Albeit, that's what team, that's what players usually do when they're in a contract year. It's funny how <laughs> right. that goes. Um, but you know, Ben Cleveland is—he's got to at least be in the conversation. I'm not going to sit here and say I either a want Ben Cleveland to take the job or b think he's going to get the job, but it's kind of a similar situation to Ben Powers with with uh, Ben Cleveland. He hasn't shown anything to this point in his career, and once he's given an opportunity, who knows? He might actually surprise people. So Ben Cleveland, I think, will be given an opportunity. I don't know if they want to. Put uh, give Patrick McCarry uh, uh, an opportunity to start at left guard. I mean, I, me personally, I know people say McCarry's value is more is higher as a backup, but this isn't this isn't the NBA. I mean, right. you don't have rotating players that are only playing certain portions of the game. You're either playing or you're not. So I would rather have McCarry out there as opposed to him potentially being on the sideline all game, hoping for somebody to get hurt. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have him on the field. I think he's one of their best, their, their top five linemen. So I would entertain Makari going to left guard. Uh, Vinny Serrato from 105.7, he actually threw out a, a unique scenario where he could see a guy like Daniel Falele going to left guard. And I know yep. he's kind of big and, you know, he's been, he's a natural right tackle, but, the Ravens have moved guys' positions. Uh, all They move them all the time. And as an offensive lineman, you have to be flexible. You have to be ready to move to another position. So Farlele is intriguing. He's a big guy with a long wingspan. You put him next to – you put him in between Linderbaum and Ronnie Stanley. I mean, that, yeah, I like it. Is, that, that's, that's pretty ferocious. So they've got a couple of options. Uh, and, and of course, they could go the draft route as well because – they don't have the money to really go out there and bring in any offensive lineman that's worth 
uh, anything right now. They, they've got their money tied up to guess who? Lamar Jackson and yep. the, the rest of the cap room right now. So um, I, I think that in terms of guard, like D-tackle, I, I think their best options are probably already on this team. I agree. I, I definitely think that they'll just find a, one of the guys that they already have to step up and, um, you know, be the next guy um, in line. But I, I'm happy for Powers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we we didn't see that coming, but, you know, clearly, you know, he, he overachieved and he, he got paid for it. And although I don't think that Calais will be back, I'm just going to hold out a slight bit of hope. That that he comes back because he's a great player, and and right. it's hard to miss, um, not you know miss great players and not want them to come back. So, um, we'll see how the future holds. But as of right now, um, those two guys have left the flock. Also, I, I I wanted to mention Josh Oliver too. Who oh you know, yes got the, yes got the deal with Minnesota. He's another one that kind of this last year is what got him paid. You know. Yep. Uh, he, he had been a kind of the project guy that after the Ravens traded for him from Jacksonville. So he gets a pretty good deal. Uh, three years, 20, what, 21 million, I believe, going to Minnesota. And it, yep. it, it could also go up to 24 mil. So seven $7 million a year for a tight end that, you know, has kind of been the third string, fourth string tight end on the roster the last couple of years. That's a pretty good day for him. Yeah, I'll take that. I mean, if I'm him, hey, I, I'm happy for him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked him, um, and I'm happy that he's able to cash out on his situation as well. So good luck to those guys um, in terms of their new teams, and um, we'll, we'll we'll see how the this further goes with the Ravens.